Welcome to Getting Results. I'm Tom Tony, and I'm really glad that you've joined me here on my podcast. I'm looking forward to spending a few minutes with you today as we continue to talk about building a culture of alignment. Over my years of coaching and leading in organizations of various types and sizes, I've come to recognize that sustainable, repeatable success comes down to these three factors, clarity, alignment, and busting through barriers. And that's the basis of my CAB system. You know, being in alignment simply means that we believe our strategy will get us to the end result and that everyone is committed to executing that strategy. We're in alignment. It means everyone is following the processes that support achieving that vision and mission and that we're upholding the values of the organization as we work together. I want you to think about this famous scene in the movie Elf, you know, where dad is not singing the song. Uh, so we've discovered now that that Santa's sleigh does not fly unless there's enough Christmas cheer. And we learned from Elf that one of the best ways to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And so uh, one of the goals of the people who are trying to get the sleigh up off the ground is to get everyone to sing together. Santa Claus is coming to town. And so now the whole town, for the most part, of this group that's gathered out here in town is singing this song. And as they're singing, Santa's sleigh is getting more and more power to get up into the air. But there's the, the one of the main characters, uh, Walter Hobbs, is not singing. He's mouthing the words to the song because he doesn't want to sing it. He's a little bit of a bah humbug, a little bit not bought into the Christmas thing. He's got a lot of pressure and stress going on. And so he's not singing. And his son is standing right next to him. And he looks up and he says, hey, you're not singing. And Walter mouths to him, yes, I am. He goes, you're not singing. And so he finally starts singing. And when he does, uh, the clausometer on the sleigh goes off the charts. And Santa gets the power that he needs to get up in the air and get out and deliver all those gifts to the kids. And so what we see in that scene is a lack of alignment. Here we have this team of people who are working toward a common cause. They recognize that their effort together, they have a strategy for getting the, all the power that the sleigh needs to the sleigh through singing the song. And here's this guy that's holding out. He's not putting in the effort. And so as a result, he's not aligned with the strategy. He's not aligned with the vision. He's not bought in. And because he's not bought in, he's going through the motions, but he's not really putting in the effort. And that's keeping this group from achieving their goal and ultimately, you know, having a huge impact, obviously, around the world. And so I want to just kind of talk about this idea today, this idea of agreement, buying in, coming to agreement, choosing to agree on what we're going to do, agree on where we're going to head and the power that it has to help really move the needle in our organizations, you know, so, so if you're your team, if your strategy is sound, it's really only a matter of time and overcoming any barriers until you achieve success. If you have a sound strategy and everyone's bought into that strategy and they see the goal, they see what you're, what you're going after. It's really only just a matter of time. If you'll stick with it and you'll overcome the barriers, you're going to achieve success. So now imagine that one of the people on your team decides not to agree they're not going to join in. They're not going to sing the song. They're not going to do the work. They're not going to give their best. Maybe they're only going to give a little. Maybe they're not going to go in the same direction as everybody. It's going to kind of do their own thing. You know, what if everybody on your team decides to do their own thing or to only give the amount they feel like giving on a certain time and a certain uh, initiative? What's going to happen? Well, 
It's going to cause a lack of traction. You're going to have delays. You're not going to reach the goal as quickly as you could. You might not reach it at all. And that's what it looks like to be out of alignment. It can happen for a lot of reasons, you know. Uh, we'll talk about some of those reasons in future episodes, but for now, I want to I want to do a little bit of looking at the work that it takes to get this fixed as quickly as possible. So when I coach on alignment, I take key principles right out of the definition of the word alignment. And I want to focus on one of those principles, and that is the principle of agreement. Agreement. And here's what we know, is that in organizations that emphasize and achieve alignment, there is an atmosphere, an atmosphere of agreement. They are serious about achieving agreement. It's an atmosphere. You can, you can feel it. You can sense it when you walk into these organizations or you spend time with their teams. You, you know they're going to go after agreement. It's in their atmosphere. You know They know that agreement always precedes alignment. Agreement always precedes alignment. Maybe you've heard this phrase before. You've heard someone say, or maybe you've said this yourself. Let's just agree to disagree. Now, now, first of all, that's not possible. Because once you have disagreed, you no longer can agree. You don't have agreement any longer. So the two cannot exist in the same space. You can't agree to disagree because as soon as you disagree, you no longer agree. And if you agree, you no longer disagree. So they can't, they can't exist together. And it's true on our teams as well. We think, well, we're just going to have to choose to agree to disagree. We're not going to find common ground on this. Well, what that means is that then you have disagreement. And no matter how we want to try to candy coat that or come up with a clever phrase to cover it up, it's just the bare fact that now we don't have agreement, which means that's going to impact our alignment, our effort, our working together, and ultimately reaching our goal. So if we have disagreement then we have disagreement. And if we are disagreed, we're not working together. So I like to encourage this approach instead, rather than saying, well, let's just agree to disagree. Here's what I like to coach uh, the organizations that I work with. I like for them to say this, let's agree to agree. Let's agree that we're we're gonna work until we reach agreement, until we find common ground. Now, we don't have alignment until we have agreement. Agreement always precedes alignment. So reaching agreement takes work, but it's it's work that's going to be well worth the effort because once you have agreement, then you can work aggressively together toward the goal. And you know, in successful organizations, as I said before, there's this atmosphere of agreement. Everyone is working to be on the same page. People fight to find common ground. They're going they're going to stick with it until they find this common ground. And they're working toward the same goal, which does what? It perpetuates an atmosphere of cooperation. Cooperation, which is another word right out of the word, the definition of alignment. And so agreement, we really focus in on agreement. How do we achieve agreement? Well, let me give you just a couple practical steps on this, and then you can go work on this a little bit until we continue on in in future episodes. The first thing is this, is that we have to find a way That makes sense, has to make sense in the culture of our organization, but we have to find a way to give everyone a voice. So this is number one, give everyone a voice. Now, if I'm going to agree to something, then I want the chance to give my perspective. If I'm going to, if I want to agree to a contract, if I'm going to agree to a task, if I'm going to agree to an assignment, then I, I want the chance 
to give my perspective. Now, maybe I don't have a perspective. Maybe I don't have an opinion. Maybe I see clearly what it is I'm going to be expected to do and I'm all in. Let's go. So I don't really have a perspective, but I at least want the opportunity to give that perspective if I do have one. I recognize that sometimes this can be a bit of a slippery slope. And so that's why I say, you have to figure out how this works for your organization, for your team. What's the rhythm of it? But everyone needs to be given that opportunity to have a voice. Now, I experienced this not long ago as leading a team of people through a process of deciding on how they were going to go about a project. And there was one particular individual that really hadn't spoken up much at all on the team. And we'd been working on this for quite some time. And so we were coming down to the end of this project and things were starting to get a little clearer, but there were still some areas in which we were just a little cloudy, a little vague, and we weren't sure about how we were going to go through uh, this process. And so I finally, I just, I asked this individual, I said, we we need to know your thoughts. And they leaned forward and they shared a thought and every, you could have heard a pin drop in the room because this was some of the first words they had uttered in any of these conversations and they shared their perspective And I'm telling you, it is exactly, exactly what this team needed to hear. And what was great about this for me from a coaching perspective is not only that we had gotten down to the gold that we needed in order to really push this initiative forward, but it unlocked, it unlocked the interaction and engagement of this individual. You know, prior to that, they had not said much, if anything at all. But then after that moment, they became very engaged in sharing their idea because they became very celebrated from their perspective. So when we shut off the voices of those around us, we do more than just, uh, we, we think sometimes, well, we're going to get things done faster with fewer voices, but we also might be missing a key ingredient. And even more so, we might be missing an opportunity to really engage a team member. So find a way to give everyone a voice. Now, that's not to say that everyone has an equal voice. There are voices that carry greater weight and greater authority than other voices, but it does mean that everyone gets a chance. They have an opportunity. Everyone is heard. And, uh, you know, the idea is, is given equal weight. Sometimes, you know, they have an idea. So it's given, it's given its opportunity to fit and make a difference though. We recognize that everyone's going to have the same level of authority. And so this is the way I say it to my team. Often, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what you think. That doesn't mean that automatically your idea perspective is the one that will win out, but we're going to choose the best way and we'll agree what the best way is in the end. We'll all agree with that, but we need to hear your perspective. I don't want to go through this without getting your thoughts and insights on this. So that's number one. You got to create a way for everyone to have a voice. And number two is refuse to disagree. Just simply refuse to disagree. You might say, well, but what if I do disagree? Well, then you have a choice. Here are those choices. One, you have to find a way to agree or you have to disengage from the team. Because if you can't change the mind of your leader, your supervisor, and you can't find a way to bring yourself into alignment with what is chosen, then you're only going to be bringing, uh, hurting the team because your effort's gonna be less than adequate. You're not gonna be giving your full self to the moment. Why? Because you disagree. And disagreement leads to disengagement. So we do have choices here. We can say, you know what? I disagree with how we're going to do this, but I am all in. I might not agree with it, but I'm going to do it like I do agree with it. I'm going to pick this up like it was my own idea and I'm going to run with it, give my absolute best. And so that's absolutely an option. 
And so for us as individuals, that's the choice that we have to make. And for us as leaders, that's where we have to arrive at in clarity. So if we have somebody on our team that disagrees with where we're headed, we know we're in danger of being misaligned. And that's not something that's acceptable. We're going to be aligned. We're going to be agreed. And so here are the options. Look, I recognize that you disagree, but what I need for you to do is to go all in with us on this. Let's just trust this is the right idea. And here's the commitment is as we go through this process, if we find out this wasn't the right idea, we'll cycle back. Maybe yours is the right idea. But for now, this is what we think is right. And so we give them an opportunity to clearly engage and because we need everyone's full attention, full effort, full ability, skill as we're working together. We need everyone to sing. If everyone doesn't sing, then, then the we're not going to have the closet meter is not going to give the power it needs to the sleigh. So everybody needs to sing. Now, we might change our song later, but for now, this is the song we're singing and everyone has to sing that. That's what alignment looks like. Because when you hold back in disagreement, you put success at jeopardy. You know, and man, this is going on all the time. Little areas of disagreement are adding up to major delays, inefficiencies, toxic cultures. And so if we just did these two things, if you just took these two principles and put them to work, everyone gets a voice and we refuse to disagree and we work it. And I mean, we work it. I believe that you're going to find greater clarity, greater unity, and ultimately greater results. Agreement is critical, critical to alignment. And the truth is, is if I don't agree, then I better hold myself to the standard of refusing to disagree and get in alignment. And if I don't do that, I'm never going to align and give my full effort. So I'm going to, I'm going to sing loud. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to choose to sing loud for all to hear because that's the best way to spread Christmas cheer. And if I can spread Christmas cheer, then we can get the sleigh off the ground. And that's what we want. Getting results. So I'm excited to hear how this is working for you. I'd love for you to stop over tomtony.com. Drop me a comment. Let me know uh, what you're doing, how this is working for you. Just these two steps. What have you experienced? What questions do you have? I'd love to have a conversation with you about that. You can drop me a line over there at tomtony.com. And while you're there, greatly encourage you to become a member of tomtony.com. Sign up. It's free. It's free to become a member and you get exclusive access to content there for only members uh, members only of tomtony.com. So I'm excited to spend that time with you today. I hope you have a great week this week. Go out and apply these principles. And until next time, keep getting results.